This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Giving frees us from the familiar territory of our own needs by opening our mind to the unexplained worlds occupied by the needs of others. End quote. Those are the words of former First Lady Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush was born June 8, 1925, in New York City, New York. She died April 17, 2018, in Houston, Texas, at the age of 92. And the timing of this episode should make good sense to those of you at home. It's the holidays, and one of the most associated with giving, of course, is Christmas. That's not to downplay any of the other holidays or not acknowledge the fact that there are gifts exchanged in those as well, but this is, as people say, the season of giving. So regardless of whether you celebrate Christmas or some other holiday or no holidays at all, it's a topic that is pertinent to today in particular. And as we're stuck right in the thick of it, less than two weeks away from the big day, many of you may be scrambling for gifts. The more prepared probably are wrapping gifts, and the most prepared are probably just sitting there laughing at the rest of us still trying to get all this stuff done. Interestingly enough, this is one of the very few quote originators that I've actually had the opportunity to meet. I met Barbara Bush back in my childhood when I was a teenager, and I can say that if her character at that time was any indication of her personality overall, she was just as sweet as you'd imagine anybody's grandma to be. Very kind very welcoming, especially for somebody who, at that time, was steeped in the presidency and her son at the time was president. It's So it was a whole thing. And I have no reason to suspect that she was not exactly who she presented herself to be at that time. So this quote fits nicely with that personality type. And this is interesting because, as we've noted before and is readily apparent on a daily basis, there is often a massive disconnect between the rich and powerful and the average Joe or Jane. As a brief aside, I once attended a fundraising dinner. I was there in my capacity as a Marine at the time, on active duty. And it took place in a large home with one of those circular driveways with a fountain in the middle. You know the type I'm talking about. It had a servant's quarters, quote-unquote, in, in the back of the house. And it had a place for drivers to park their cars while they waited for their wealthy passengers to enjoy their evening and then need a ride home. It had a kitchen, which was clearly not used for much more than making coffee, but would easily have accommodated half a dozen chefs and sous-chefs preparing a large meal. It even had a stuffed black bear standing next to what I can only assume was one of many fireplaces. It had spiral stairs, it had a viewing platform, it had an in-ground pool, a weird, almost coliseum-like space in the backyard, and so on and so on and so on. And I don't say any of this to poo-poo that kind of living. If you have the means, that's your right, that's fine. But I was there for a fundraising dinner, and it became increasingly apparent to me as the night went on that I was likely the least wealthy individual in that place, probably by a couple of zeros, if not more. It also became clear to me as I snacked on hors d'oeuvres and free drinks that I could get used to a life like that. Now don't worry, I haven't ever repeated that evening, so clearly it didn't stick. But it hit me then, and I've carried it with me since, that... If you're living a life like that, one full of cocktail parties and fundraising dinners at homes like the one that I was in at the time, 
you may not be particularly well connected to the life of the average person. And you can hardly blame people in that situation, right? Think of the effort it would take for you to connect if you're a low to middle, maybe high middle class individual. We're not talking about circular driveways and fountains and servants' quarters and elaborate kitchens. Just your average run-of-the-mill, what most people would consider to be middle America, American. If you're that middle America American, think about how much effort you would have to put into your life in order to connect to the poorest of the poor, not just in America, but across the world. It'd be a huge amount of effort, and I suspect that you probably don't invest that kind of effort if you're, again, the average American. Again, not to poo-poo Americans, just an observation. So then why would we expect that the uber-wealthy among us would spend the time that it would take to understand the middle-class plight? It, it, it's just not logical. So that's where we find ourselves. That's where I found myself at the time. Yet here, bringing this back to Barbara Bush, we have, at the very least, a very powerful, but also probably wealthy person in Barbara Bush. I don't know what her net worth was when she died. I, I loathe looking into those things. I think they're I think they're silly and do very little good. But no idea what she was worth when she died or her family. But I can only assume that the Bush family, having spent a long time in politics and the connections that that brings and the speaking tours and the on and on and ons, they were probably pretty well off. Yet in this instant, she spoke of giving, of getting outside of ourselves. And now that's pretty admirable if you consider that we're talking about a potentially rich and at least powerful woman who, in this quote, is not distancing herself deliberately from the poor and from the middle class, but actually saying, no, we should, we should be giving. We should be giving because it frees us from our own minds and puts us in others. And I don't think that this was just a show. Sometimes it is. Sometimes the wealthy like to present as if they really do understand and connect with the plight of the average individual. But that's not the case most of the time. And I don't think that here Barbara was being disingenuous. So let me read the quote for you one more time, and then I've got a few more thoughts on it before we, before we wrap up. She said, quote, Giving frees us from the familiar territory of our own minds by opening our mind to the unexplained worlds occupied by the needs of others. End quote. So a powerful woman takes the time to put these words together. And if you look for Barbara Bush quotes, you'll likely come across this one. It's one of her most often quoted sayings. Hell, I made it the topic of an episode, for crying out loud. And since it's the holiday season, let's think about, I guess, what this may look like in application. So let's say you wish to donate to charity. Let's say, for example, in this hypothetical situation, that you have the means to do so and you desire to donate to a charity. And this can be daunting because there are so many. If you've ever looked across a catalog of charities or you've Googled, what charity should I donate to? Of course, you'll see the American Kidney Foundation, the American Cancer Society. Those are all great, great entities to, to donate to. But there are countless others. So how do you choose? Well, likely it's a cause that you care about. Maybe, in the example that I just mentioned, there's a charity that supports a cure or a treatment for something that's close to you. Maybe you've lost a loved one to a particular disease and you donate to a charity that seeks to find a cure for that disease. Great. Maybe, like my wife and I, you like to buy toys for the Marine Corps' Toys for Tots initiative. Of course, I'm biased, but we do this every year. And maybe your local grocery store, like ours, lets you buy a bag of meal items that get donated to a family in need. It's pretty easy. 
But whatever it is, the moment that we begin to think about charity, we step outside of ourselves for just a moment. Because, for example, it takes thought when my wife and I go down the toy aisle and we pick out toys for Toys for Tots. We think, if I were a kid, what toy would I want? What's popular at the time? What's interesting? What seems like it would be fun not just to use once, but over and over and over again? It takes time to think of a family actually receiving that bag of meal items. And smiling because that's $25 worth of groceries that they can spend on maybe another gift for a child or some other thing that they couldn't otherwise afford. And imagining that face, that smiling face, seeing that and receiving that as a gift. No questions asked, no strings attached. That makes you feel good. But what it does, most importantly, is it takes us out of thinking about ourselves. At a time like this where it's so easy to go online and find a purchase that you like and send the link to someone and say, hey, I'd like this for the holidays, which is all fine, but it's all self-centered. It's all about us. Taking the time to do one of these other things, donate to a charity, buy toys for Toys for Tots, buy groceries for a family in need, etc., etc., it forces us to think outside of ourselves. And you can do that, and if you can... I encourage you to do that because it's beneficial. But let's say, for example here, that you can't. Let's say that your dollars are accounted for and you just can't spare any for a charity. That's okay too. There's no shame to be had from me for that, none at all. You're still able to do what Barbara says here. And by this, I mean give. So whether you're buying a few gifts, whether you're making something or donating something, you're still thinking outside of yourself. You're giving of yourself in that way to whomever it is that's receiving that, even if those are not strangers. There's nothing in this quote about giving to perfect strangers, which is what giving to charities do and donating toys to Toys for Tots and giving meal items to a needy family. Those are complete strangers. If you're giving gifts to somebody in your immediate family or your friend group, you're still thinking about somebody other than you. So you're doing what's said here. And that's great. And of course, even if you can't spare a dime, you can give time or words, right? Donating your time is arguably more costly and therefore more thoughtful, maybe, than any Amazon purchase could ever be. But we don't need to compare these things, right? That's not the point of this exercise. You can give words for free. A kind word of hello to your neighbor in the hallway or on the sidewalk. You can give a heartfelt thank you to a cashier or a barista, a server, maybe your mail delivery person or... The people who take out your garbage, even. An acknowledgement to a coworker that you enjoy working with them and that they do a great job goes a long way. And again, in order to utter those words to somebody, you have to have the desire to do so. You have to be in the moment to do so. And you have to be thinking, importantly, about someone other than yourself. It all counts, and it all matters. And most importantly, to today's quote, it takes us out of the familiar territory of thinking about ourselves and forces us to think about others and what is happening in their world. And that's a good thing. And it's arguably something that we should do even if it's not the season of giving, quote-unquote, or the holiday season. We should do this year-round. We should do this all the time. We should internalize this quote. Because it wasn't given in a Christmas context. It was given broadly and generally. Don't save your giving for just the 30 or so days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do this year-round. At least try. Maybe we'll make the world a little bit better place. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. 
If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.